All right. Well, thanks for coming out or hanging out for the podcast and set. Uh, my guest this week is Mr. Nathan Edmondson. Thank you. Thanks and for having me. Oh, well, thanks for thanks for coming down. Of course. Fun. Me and Nathan just met outside. We sure did. Uh, although we thought we shared. Well, I'll have to figure that out. Who, who, <laughs> who I knew in Philly. Yeah. Because you're from Philly, uh, and you're on a bird, a, a team called Rare Bird Society. Or Rare, Rare, bird? Rare Bird Show. Rare Bird Show. Yeah. When you say Rare Bird Society, that makes me think of a place, maybe. That was a, I, I thought the group know. I worked with was called Rare Bird, but they must have had a different name. I think there's also a band that came up right when we were coming up called Rare Bird, but I doubt you were working I might with have the, been in a band, band called Rare Bird. No, I was yeah, never in a band. I just forgot. Yeah. In the 90s were blur. I was in a band. Yeah, this is 2003. We started in 2003, so. 2003. I th- yeah. I th- think I was done in Philly by then. Yeah. Uh but it sounds like it sounds like what you described. Because I was out there, there was this one group of maybe four or five people who just were just like trying to do this for like the first time. Yeah. Uh, and so I was showing them what I knew from Chicago. Right. Uh, I, I wish I could remember their names right now, but I can't. Yeah. There's when I started, there was there was comedy sports, and some of those people had trained in Chicago or taken a class. I don't know to the extent of it. And then there were. I think there was one other short form troupe whose name I can't recall and then two or three long form troops and that was that was it it was a really small scene now there's more theaters than that in Philly yeah so and like over 60 groups I'm sure wow yeah it's really exploded and I got to be there for all of that which was really great that's so, that, that's absolutely cool. at least the start of it so no that, that, that's, that's a great place to be in we talked briefly outside because like what you would do is travel up to New York to UCB and, and learn stuff or, or travel around yeah, the country. Yeah, we, we, so uh, I was, Ray Bircher was Matt Holmes, Alexis Simpson, and myself. And uh, we had a fourth member who was with us for about a year, Chris Conklin, um, who moved to North Carolina. So that ended up being our connection to the uh, Dirty South Improv Theater that Zach Ward runs. Um, but we would go, so Alexis went to Haverford College and they would bring down uh, troops from UCB. So I think they actually had like Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh one year. And then when I was there, they had this group, uh, which was like their UCB Torco at the time called Dillinger. Uh, had like Lennon, Lennon, Lennon Parnum, Parham? I don't know. Pardon, I think. Pardon? Pardon? Pardon me, Pardon. Lennon. <laughs> she, she was the first like workshop I had. And she was like, stop <clears throat> clapping when you want to change a scene. <laughs> so little things it's like right, that. Yeah. yeah. And then the first festival we went to, I think we did the Del Close Marathon a few years in a row. That was the first thing we started doing, and we did uh, uh, the Dirty South Improv Festival. That's a comedy so. sports thing, right? You, you clapped I, I don't know. Scene or... Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I did theater in college. I, I, remember, so. I, I, I did short form before I did long form, mainly at, like when I took classes at, at Second City, Yeah, which is basically more short form games to generate right. ideas for the sketch. Right. Uh, but I do remember, because the, in, in the evolution of improv, there was, you know, there was, there was a time, remember the time when you clapped yeah. to... Yeah, I mean, I think, here I come. I think in like theater 101 or like acting 101, we did right. some short form games. And you had mentioned your first laugh out there. Right. I think my first laugh was when it was a, I think it was a freeze tag moment. And I jumped in and uh, did a, like the quote from Titanic, like I'm king of the world. And the class lost it. I was like, oh, pretty good at this. Yeah. I, I got this. But then I was so afraid to do improv at that point in college. Um, I don't know if you, do you know Kevin McShane? Oh, yeah. So he went to Oberlin. That's where I went. And he, I, I auditioned for every troop there. There was like three. And I, I was too busy and kind of scared to do it. So, but Sunshine Scouts is what he started there. And they're still going strong. Hey, he's great. He's like talented all over the place. He's, he is, yeah. Photography, mm-hmm. drawing. Film? Yeah, drawing is drawing's great. He did that Stan, he did a Stan Lee bit. It's still, he is, he played Stan Lee at, comic-con or something right <laughs> okay and he yeah. films himself going around stanley and there's this one bit in there where basically he goes up to some he asked stanley he walked up to some guy's booth and just knocks shit over and goes fuck you booth <laughs> <laughs> and i laugh i still i laugh at it every time i see it yeah i have to watch it i haven't seen it i think he's almost so any, prolific almost any time I, I, I communicate with him it ends in fuck your booth just because it's just like <laughs> That will always be funny to I me. I still need to take him out for a drink. Uh, I've been promising him that for a while. He was he directed his senior film um, 
at Oberlin, he cast me in. So that's that was like the first film I ever did was with him, and it was it was a lot of fun. It's a cute little thing. Yeah, he's great. Let's talk more <laughs> about Kevin McShane. <laughs> This fucking so. week, right? No, that's... Yeah, so basically we would... We started with like Rare Bird Show was the first troupe in Philly that went, we would go to festivals, take some workshops. Like I met Jill Bernard. She was like the first, second workshop I took. I was like, oh, characters? I can be a character? Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of changed. That was like a big jump. And then we would take... We would all take different workshops and bring them back. And then we just work the exercises between the three of us. We didn't have a director. But so. I'm saying, but that, what I was saying outside, that that's yeah. that's kind of great because that forced you in a position where, I mean, you, you had the lesson, but since you had to try and teach it to other people, yeah, you was, had to yeah. sort of like relearn it and reinvent it for yourselves. Right. So I'm sure you found stuff along the way that was like your own and useful in addition to the lesson that, 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 that you brought. Yeah. I mean, like, so yeah, we would like get little pieces of information, you know, um, like status oh let's play do some status games you know and then that would lead to oh that helped this in our scene work but by the time like oh what's game like that was ah, what was that oh it's kind of like what we've been doing where we're doing this thing you know so right we're kind of we kind of discovered how we like to play and how we played well and what worked for us based on audiences reaction you know that was the other good thing about touring is we'd go out and be in audiences where they didn't know us, so we could kind of see if we were actually any funny, right. you know, if we were funny at all. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then uh, just kind of How many places did, did you uh, tour to? So we would go to North Carolina a lot. Uh, we went there every year uh, for a while. We would go to Del Close. We, uh, we headlined at Chicago Improv Festival. We did Toronto. Um, we did a lot of colleges. So we'd, go to co- we'd set up workshops at colleges, and all through Pennsylvania we'd teach. I'm just curious, um, because I, I never... Uh, I've I've done a few. I've toured to a few festivals. Yeah, right. Just o- only a few because I I only ever went if like if someone asked me to come down and do it, and they were a friend of mine. Yeah, right. Just because I just otherwise I didn't. I wasn't something I was chasing. Right. Uh, probably because you can make money doing it. Uh, <laughs> and I, I I'm allergic to that apparently. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm, I'm curious about because. The evolution of that, because you know, I'm, like like you said, when you, you were start, you were starting in Philly, you yeah. were there for the whole sort of scene, right? Yeah, from like the beginning to where it is now, uh, and like in Chicago, I was almost there from like kind of the beginning, right? Uh, there was a couple generations I think b- before me, really, uh, but it was like there was only a couple places in Chicago yeah. when, when when I started, uh, but I'm not aware of like the national evolution like as far as firsthand going to these different cities yeah no it was really interesting for me because it was there were there were some troops there like commie sports had been there for maybe a decade even before i started they were there for a while but i was there right when it like exploded so every bit everybody became interested and it was funny at first like people were just kind of resistant like the troops that existed almost were resistant to new groups starting up and we were just like heck we're doing it like we're gonna set up shows and like let's share audience and like do it um but we you know at a certain point there were like a dozen groups um we had been to a few festivals and uh matt holmes who was in our troupe was like we should throw a philly festival so he but he's he's one of those guys that has all the ideas and doesn't want to do anything so he makes other people do it like hey we should have a festival and then people are like that's a great idea and he's like yeah just go ahead and do that go ahead and do it yeah so um that's what five of us did. We started, we did like a local festival that was just local teams and did like a long weekend just to see how it would go. And it was fun. It worked out well. So we started inviting teams um, from other places. We, I think they're in their 10th or 11th year now. So, That's great. Yeah. And all it takes is so many, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's, yeah. let's start this. And then Greg Mon, he, I think he trained a little bit in Chicago. Um, he, I'm pretty sure there's an improv festival going on in L.A. right now. There probably is. They're everywhere now. That's well, I know. The thing. I'm just saying there's in, so in L.A., there's, I think there, I don't know how many there are. And like literally, I mean, yeah. just like it's the, it's the <laughs> I.O. improv festival and it's the, it's the Hollywood improv festival. And yeah. This is the indie improv festival. And it's like, eh, it's, it's a lot of improv festivals. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but you don't have to travel far to go to it. So I suppose. No, that's good. I get to hit four festivals this year, <laughs> all in the same four block radius. Brilliant. Uh, so. so, have you seen like an, across, like in, in other places, yeah. did, like over the years, did you like when, when you revisited, you said, wow, this community is really growing here and this community yeah. is really growing here? Well, for us, it was we would go to communities that were already 
way ahead of us, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, uh, in North Carolina at Chapel Hill, um, you know, they had a theater that was already running and doing classes regularly. And I don't even know how long the festival had existed there before we started, but you know, it was a big deal. Like I saw the reckoning for the first time there, which kind of blew my mind. Um, and you know, that's where they would basically that their festival is pretty cool because it was set up where it was mainly towards geared towards the university students. So they bring in a whole mess of instructors from different places. So you could just pick and see where you could fit in. There was, there'd be like a dozen instructors. Um, but in terms of like the other small places, like, God, I don't know. I mean, it seemed like every college we would go to, they'd have like one team and then there'd be two and then there'd be a whole bunch of people there. So just, I, I feel like people, I don't know, just across the <coughs> board, I feel like probably what was happening in Philly was just happening everywhere else. People I'm, were just I'm curious if, really you, interested if you're in doing it. colleges, because I haven't yeah. heard about this much from improvisers, but you, you've heard the complaints of stand-ups saying that the PC culture mm. on college campuses, like you have to be careful what you say. And I'm just like, wow, <laughs> that would be, I would just totally wreck that. that yeah. Would, um, I mean, I, I, you can't, I, I don't know that I could censor myself fast yeah. enough. I feel like that's even gotten worse since I was doing it in the, even in the last five years. Um, worse, I guess, or better. Have you had an experience where you did a show and people were like, that was what you said was well, offensive the, to me? The, <laughs> I, I went back, they hired uh, our team to teach at Oberlin for their conference two or three years in a row. And the first year I went back, being an alum, I made a joke about, because they're brainiacs. Or so it was like the first place where I was like, oh, wow, I'm surrounded by really smart people. You know, like, I, th- I thought I was kind of smart, but these are like, Really smart people. The professionally so, smart. Yeah, people. the professionally smart. So when I went back for the festival um, or for the conference, we get on stage, and the first thing I did was make a joke about how stupid everyone there was, and I got booed. I was like, "Really? You know, I'm being ironic right now, right?" Actually, if you said so, you made a joke about how stupid everyone was, and they booed you, they just made your point. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Right? So I was, yeah. Oh you, oh, you don't get it. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry I didn't deliver that in an, in an equation. Right, I was uh, I was a little thrown off because my gauge for like measuring an audience suddenly was like, oh wow, right. I, where am I starting from now? Like, what's happening? An audience that doesn't like to be attacked. Yeah, so that's interesting because but, I, I I think back to like when I was on the on the family, we used to yeah. purposefully. I mean, I think we would all describe it back then in part as like we attacked our audience, who we perceived our audience to be, which was the white middle class. Okay, yeah. Uh, which was pretty much who showed up to mm-hmm. the improv shows. Uh, and it's pretty much who we were. And so we were basically right. attacking ourselves and the people who were watching us. Yeah. And there, I think there was more an air of like, yeah, let us have it. Yeah. Because we got it coming. <laughs> because, yeah, I do do that shit. Yeah. I don't know. I found, at least for myself, I feel like... Anytime you can make yourself the butt of the joke, you're going to be more successful. Um, people, people, I, I, you know, I've seen teammates or other players really try to push the envelope, and it really just depends on the skill of the player of how well they're able to pull that off, if they're able to pull the audience along with them or not. So, you know, I've seen people do virtually the same kind of, you know, offensive material, but someone's able to make it work and someone isn't. Yeah, I think, huh, that's interesting because a, a thought just crossed my mind as far as, yeah, is because I, I never set, I would never set out to like, I'm going to make this joke. I have a thing mm-hmm. to do because I'm, I'm an improviser. Yeah. And so if, if in a moment I say something that can be found offensive, right, then I believe there's probably an, an honesty in it as far as I'm either attacking someone that I, you know, someone who would say that, so I'm, right, I'm, I'm right. making fun of that person, or perhaps I'm just reveal, revealing part of me that might be off or or need a better looking at. Uh, but but I would never want to stop that flow. I would never not yeah. want to not be able to just be expressed in that moment. I'm sorry if this is offensive, but this is what comes to my mind right now. <laughs> uh, and maybe it's just a, a a way to measure who I am or where we are right now. But right. I think to to silence that, you lose that. I think you're right, and maybe that's kind of the difference between someone who can do it successfully most of the time is that someone who can is whether you're being in the moment and being true to that impulse and the audience sees that it's true as opposed to some people who try to force it or like, I'm going to say this because I know it's offensive. Right. And they're they're like forcing it in instead of discovering it. 
Yeah, I was, was I, I'm not sure if I've said this on the on the cast before, but it's, it's something. It's a way that Del Close kind of looked at this, which was uh, what I describe as the difference between vulgar and mm -hmm. wonderfully awful. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, uh, the first class I ever I ever had with Dell. The first thing I ever heard him say. Yeah, we're sitting in class, and he gets up on stage and he's about to, you know, address us. All right, this is yeah. the guy, I guess. Uh, and just then, we we're in the basement of a restaurant at the time. This really good-looking waitress walks behind our class, and this is one of those restaurants that hired only really good-looking waitresses. And so, you know, he he's watching her, you know, go around, and we're all yeah. kind of like, yeah, okay, that's good-looking waitress. Let's get started. Uh, and she eventually goes around us and up the stairs and disappears. And as soon as she does, he turns to us and goes, well, she was pretty enough to kill. <laughs> <coughs> and I was like, I was like, and, 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 and this grin, this grin on his face. And I'm like, that's wonderfully awful. Yeah. Uh, he, 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 he went to a, a different, darker place. That he, right. he, he, he didn't say, you know, I, I want to put my dick in that. Right. Uh, <laughs> That'd be like, oh God, money back, money right, back. Right, right. Uh, no, it was, it was just like that's. I think I see that as like because there are people who do stuff for shock. They they say right. they, they swear just to say the swear word. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there are some people, you know, when when it becomes, it's part of something. Yeah, right. It's 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 crafted in a way. Uh, I love that. I mean, it's funny because as soon as Dell said that, I I bought in so hard. Right. Like just in that moment, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, I'm in for whatever this guy says next because that I did not see that coming, <laughs> and that was pretty. It's a nice intro. Uh, so yeah, that was. I think we were talking about. Yeah, I don't the, know, like the, the PC, PC culture stuff. stuff. Yeah. I mean, I took a three-year hi hiatus from improv, so I'm just getting back into it now. So I feel like I'm a little disconnected from it. I just started doing some uh, improv at IO West again, or for the first time with them, but. Uh, I know, I'm it just on stage again. It would seem to me that so. in improv, we, we, would, we would be cut some slack on that. Just because I'm saying, if you're so. a stand-up, this is your prepared stuff, right? Right, yeah. You've gone over this. This is your routine. This is yeah. what you intend to say. Right. So perhaps part of that PC thing is intent. Because uh, I mean, in improv, sure. you don't necessarily intend to say what you wind up saying. Yeah. You just wind up saying it in the moment. I'm sorry. I just wanted to finish that. No, that, for that sure. That thought that was running around my head. Uh because if I didn't say it, I would have been thinking it for the rest of the night. Uh, so you you took a break for a few years, right? Yeah, yeah. I was teaching and directing and performing a lot in Philly. So by the time I moved to LA, I was just ready to take a break for a while. So um, and work on other projects that we had going. So some film stuff that we work on and things like that. So what's um, going? Well, uh, so what's going? So. Uh, uh, I'm making truckloads of money right now with there this podcast that I have called oh, yeah. Unimaginary Friendcast. Oh, so, you have a podcast? Yeah, it's called Unimaginary Friendcast um, with two of my friends here. Um, it's uh, That's been a lot of fun. We just bring on guests and interview them and then talk about current events and try to be as ridiculous as possible. Have fun. Uh, it's a conversation with your best friends, basically. And I think we have I think we have only over a million downloads by now. So That's amazing. Yeah, you know, that's that's just what we do. I think we're the most popular podcast in the world. All right. Point, no, wait a minute. So. Wait a minute. Oh, wait. What? What? Now that's too far. <laughs> oh, okay. Because to me, when you said we have a million downloads, I'm like, I know fucking people who do. So I'm just like, that's yeah, possible. Not, I mean, not yet. All right, not yet. No, nowhere right. near. I'm pretty um, sure a few yeah. billion people have listened to this podcast already. Probably. It hasn't even been aired yet. Just in Los Angeles. Just in Los Angeles, because there, there are billions of people. <laughs> yeah, just in Los Angeles. Uh, but we do sketch video, like comedy videos. We just did one about improv. That's kind of it's pretty fun. Just finished that last week. Uh, we shot a uh, travel, a comedy travel show um, called Total Trip Domination last year. So we're trying to get that sold right now. So, right, that's great. Yeah. yeah. So as we were saying out front, like I started, I, I started doing, I was doing theater and doing, I was an actor. And I, between shows, wanted something to kind of, you know, just keep the juices flowing. That's why how I got into improv. And then I stopped doing theater and just did improv for four years straight. Right. That's what happened to me. And then after four years, I was like, ah, oh, maybe I should do some more theater. And then after a while, I was like, all this stuff is disappearing. Like, I, and that's where I got interested in film. So I started, you know, we got a camera, started shooting stuff, and we've done mm -hmm. some documentaries. And some that's great. I mean, I, I think stuff, that's so. the way the way to go, really. Because I think you, you get. At a, to a certain level, you get so good at improv, and then it's like, un unless you're creating product, everything you're creating is disappearing. Yeah. And it, I, there was always this argument about, 
you know, whether improv was an art or I feel like we were probably having these arguments in Philly probably years after they occurred in Chicago or elsewhere, you know, but whether it was just for the art or whether it was for something else, you know, is this just for something else? It's both. Yeah. So I, it always it, seemed it weird to be for something else and it can be just for itself. It can be the, the performing long form improv on stage is an art form. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the art of it can be translated into all kinds of other things. Yeah. So there's, I mean, I think people get too purist on that shit. It's like, no, it's I one agree. or the other, man. Yeah. It's like, really? Then why are you, why are you and my broke ass sitting <laughs> in this coffee shop arguing about it? Uh, <laughs> it's because it's, it's, it's not that purist. I, I was that purist. Any, anything then. people love, they get really obsessed about and then form very strong ideas about and have trouble. Right. You know. I think improv, improv should be seen as far more, as way more malleable than that. Yeah. Um, all right. A- any questions? Yeah, I just sprung that on you. Boom, boom, I just turned boom. Right, I just turned right out of nowhere. Any questions? Right there. Um, I feel like I've asked you this before, but um, if so, if you're ever in the middle of a scene doing it and you, and you kind of get stuck, uh, like if, if if you don't, if you do, you ever catch yourself by catching yourself and like like out of the moment for for a moment, and then if so, what do you do to get back? Yeah, um, I usually have a panic attack Great. in that moment. <laughs> Things start to, you know, get all fluid in front of my eyes, and then someone pulls me off stage or, you know, runs across this. No, I mean, yeah, I, I've been listening to the podcast and hearing people talking about, you know, being in your head or not, you know, when do you get into your head? I just, I mean, I think you just have to recognize that that's happening at that moment. Like, oh, wow, I'm in my head right now, and just try to pay attention to what's going on, whether it's grounding yourself by looking at your partner or, you know, imagining your environment and really really grounding yourself there, um, just taking a breath and relaxing. Just, I, I feel like you just need to accept what's happening no matter what, even if it feels bad in the moment, and just move on. So, And, and you know, sometimes things don't work and are just bad, and that's okay. <laughs> just move on. Yes, you have asked me that before, <laughs> and I'm not going to answer it again for you. <laughs> Any other questions? Yes. Um... You were talking about how, like, certain people can get away with saying things that other people can't, and I think you were talking about that sort of based on skill. I might have misheard that, but couldn't it also be just, like, physical appearance, the way someone moves? Like, certain people can just get away with things just by being who they are, kind of, in a way? For sure, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, if someone who's notoriously a dick is doing something that's pretty offensive, you're not going to accept it, you know, as an audience. Um, but someone who, you know, you know has a good heart or just that just rolls out of them, you know, you're going to cut them a little more slack for sure. Yeah. I was thinking of one person in particular, Matt Holmes, who was on Rare Bird Show with me. He's, I, I really lucked out with that troupe because I ended up with two people who are just so incredibly talented and also very interested in improv. So we were always analyzing shows and digging into our work very, very thoroughly. Um, and he could just do characters that would just no one else could pull off because, you know, he's jumping race, he's jumping gender and really, really going to the extremes of it. But he was just so good at it. You know, he just you you gave it to him. So were you thinking of something in particular when you asked that? taken pleasure in being a woman and doing improv because I've noticed that I feel like I can get away with some stuff that like my male partners can't and that's kind of fun you know for me <laughs> it's funny it's it's one of the the fun aspects of Heather and Miles when I play with her uh is that if you if you watch us it's almost always her who starts the dark shit it's like <laughs> it's like I like I it, in those shows, I'm, I'm, I'm usually like, hey, let's calm it down here. You know, does, did the dog really have to fuck grandma? Was that, was, that was the move. And, I'm, and, and, and you're right. Coming out of her, it's received much better uh, than it is coming out of me. That's an interesting question. Anything else? No? All right, then. Well, then let's you and I do a set. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> Anything I'm going to do about 25 minutes of long form improvisation for you, and all you need to get us started is a suggestion of anything at all. Missile silo. What was that, Vector? Missile silo. Missile silo. Missile silo. Missile silo.
care of the pants. Shit is going down right now. It's going down! Oh, holy What fuck. do you think I've been doing here? I, I don't know! <laughs> I can't quite make out what you're doing! <laughs> I don't I don't work on that side, man. I work over here. <laughs> and I'm both, I, I need my key. We can't do this. We both have to activate our keys. Okay, okay. I got, <laughs> I got my key. Oh, yeah, all right. Right? Well, yeah, you got I, I told you I could buy you a necklace. <laughs> yeah, I, you want a necklace, all right? I, I, Signed up for this. You signed up for it. I'm, t I'm, I'm skittery. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm fucking losing it in here. And I don't. When did something? What message came in that said shit's going down? I did not hear that. You, I just lost my key. Chad, look at the printout. Look at the printout. Look at my key. Don't you read the the memos that come? I was looking for my key, man. Okay, okay. As soon as you read that, you're gonna realize how important it is for you to have your key. Oh, this is all goddamn code. <laughs> Chad. This could take me forever, gotta take me forever. That's why I don't Chad. read this shit, because it takes the code takes forever. Chad, again. We're supposed to be fluent in the code. Alright, well just you know. Forgive me for if not. If you would the come code. to what my Wednesday night study sessions. Yeah. Look, I've been stuck in here with you for six goddamn months, all right? Wednesday nights are for me. <laughs> Wednesday nights are when I sit over my side of the room, all right? And I pull that drape that I hung. Yeah. And I pretend I'm somewhere else. That's me time, all right? I, I know it's your time. So please, give me, just give me a breakdown of what the fuck's, on the, what the fuck's happening out there. Okay. I think you should sit down for this. We're getting out in two days. You, you our, our shift's done? Yeah, shift's done. All right, great, great. Yeah, two great. days. So what's going on? Well, it's got to look really nice in here. <laughs> you, are you fucking kidding me? You almost gave me a goddamn heart attack. I thought the world was getting nuked, all right? I thought we had to turn these switches and let the fucking, the big boys fly, all right? We just, we have to be able to demonstrate that if that does happen, we're ready to go! I don't know what the fuck you're talking mean, because it's clean? <laughs> well, it's clean and we're, we're, we know what, where everything is and what to do when it happens and we know where our keys are. Ooh, got that, got that keys in the room somewhere. You know what, Chad? You son of a bitch. Walking around this room, killing myself, looking for my key. And yeah, look at that, it's on my necklace. Yeah, okay, so here we go. Thank you. Hmm. Thank you for finding my key, unless you took it from me. You <laughs> put it on a necklace. <laughs> well, just, uh,. Maybe we should maybe we should reconsider that Wednesday night study session. Fuck that, we're out here in two days and today's Friday. So <laughs> no, we ain't going to Wednesday nights. Let's straighten this fucker up so we can get out of here. Alright. Your husband will be coming out of his shift momentarily. He's not in good shape. Oh my dear. He spent six months in the silo, manning his position like a good soldier. Uh, wait, wait, he, he said there was a chance of an extension. There isn't going to be an extension. No, we're not, we're not animals here. We're, we're, we're going to relieve these men. Oh Put two more in there. Dear. Yes, but 
Just so you understand, okay. men who come out of a six-month shift in the silo aren't always right in the head. <laughs> right? You may notice different things about him. He might act differently or react differently to certain things. I just okay. want you to be aware of that. Sure. He might be dangerous. <laughs> he might not. <laughs> he might be. So I should plan for the potential of disaster for always, you, Always, always. <laughs> it's that dire. It's that possible. It's that possible. <laughs> yes. And where there's a possibility, we like to have a plan. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe sh should I get some gun training or something? You don't have gun training? No. <laughs> no. Those, they're heavy. <laughs> you are lucky you're in my office today, young lady. <laughs> no. <laughs> they kind of make me nervous. I just, it's not really my, my forte. Oh my goodness, it's so big. This is an AK-47. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay. We're gonna work up to this. <laughs> All right. I need to see it right now. Right now it seems big and it's dangerous. It's very large. Yes. Kind of scary. And right. I'm afraid I'm gonna chip a nail on that. Five minutes, you're gonna love this gun. Okay. But not right now. Right now it's big and scary. Okay. Now, really, like, how dangerous could he be if I would need an AK-47? This here is a little two-shooter. Oh, now that thing is cute! Oh my god! I didn't know they could look like that. Come on that size, you got a my pearl god. handle. Wow! Yeah, now, this yeah. is something I think I could get used to. Yeah, that's a nice friend of oh, baby goodness, girl. I got some earrings <laughs> that would just match this perfectly. Absolutely. And a necklace. Beautiful. Oh, but Baby Gun's older brother didn't get adopted. <laughs> this, this, this is a .357 semi-automatic. This is a big handgun. Got some heft to it. But it looks out for his little girl. That's his little baby sister right there. This should be enough, though. I mean... You're gonna leave this, this poor boy out in the cold? Missing his sister? If you put it that way, I mean... They do get lonely? Yeah, they do get lonely. Well, I, just, I can't have that. Well, you just, look, he's, look, he's friendly. Oh, that's a little, little too. He's a little heavy. A little heavy. When you, when you put him in your purse, it'll make a little weight there. You'll feel it. You'll feel your purse more. Mm, oh, wow. Yeah. And you'll know that that big boy's in there protecting your little sister. Oh, that's, that's so adorable. Yeah. All right, now it's time for Crazy Uncle Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're prepared for chess club. <laughs> Just let me in the chess club, all right? <laughs> <laughs> we are crazy around here, chess club! You get four guys in here. All right, two boards. Just, I need an after-school activity. Yeah, okay. Really? <laughs> that what is that? A violin? You have a violin? I'm doing, doing my good. nails. I'm doing my nails. <laughs> I'm a violin. <laughs> <laughs> we do things in interesting ways in chess club. Look, I need an after-school activity, all right, and so I can stay on the football team, all right. That's, 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 that's the deal. All right? You don't take too kindly to football players. It doesn't matter. I'm twice the size of all of you put together. <laughs> put me in the chess club. I'll look out for you in the hallways a little bit, but not too much. Well, you don't think we can't take care of ourselves? I know that voice. <laughs> I know that voice. <laughs> Except normally when I hear that voice, it's all watery. Because it's under fucking water in the toilet. Alright? <laughs> Yeah, I know you. I, I put your head in the toilet a lot. All right? <laughs> I, I'd like it if you'd stop that, I by will. the way. I will. You know what? 
I will. I'll stop putting your head in the toilet if you just let me oh, Okay, okay. Off. Leave Jose out of this. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Your name's Jose. Carry <laughs> yeah. yourself better. It's just another way to pick oh. pick on him with his name. Come on. No, Jose's a great name. I didn't pick him as a Jose. He doesn't look like a Jose. That's why people pick on him. Doesn't no, look I like a Jose. I pick on him because he's got that voice. That <laughs> <laughs> is smaller than me. All right, all right. <laughs> Which one's the king? I know how to play chess. Do you? Chess? Yeah. Yeah? What is there a lot of on the board? <laughs> chess. <laughs> it starts with a P. The little guys. It rhymes with dawn. <laughs> Sure, you're just a football player. <laughs> Look, I don't know. Really I don't know how to play chess. Okay, I, I need the activity. I'll learn the pieces. All right, you can show me how to play chess. I'll watch your ass in the hallway. What's the fucking deal here? I just I want to give you a wedge. My underwear is way too tight. <laughs> you're not gonna be able to give me a wedge. Come here. Yeah, all four of you got back there. Yeah, it ain't moving. I ain't worried moving. Oh, you got me. My underwear is yeah. my butt crack right now. So you just, you just be careful. You've been joined, but now you know how careful you have to be in chess club. All right, I'm in. I'm in. Good. Got my seat. <laughs> All right. So, am I playing you? Is that it? Yeah. Can we move closer? Seems like a waste of space right here. Yeah. <laughs> Like you're a badass, all right? 
Like you're on the football team, but you're not on the football team. Well, I, weren't you impressed by our display of aggression earlier? No, not at all. I thought it was 100% convincing. It was, it was all talk. And then you let me say checkmate and win a game. All right, that guy gave me a seat that he was clearly sitting in the entire time. That was you, Mike. Bad move. Someone asked for your seat. If I have to your seat, I'm gonna get it. But you gotta make me bleed somewhere. You, you literally. Gotta take, you gotta take a shot. If you don't, you punch me in the nuts. You, you do something. So I don't. I think twice. Ow! Ow! Oh, you fucked Ow. up your head. <laughs> now you think my nuts are? Oh. I was overwhelmed. Oh, all right. Today's lesson. Everybody give me your money. <laughs> Are you holding a nickel? <laughs> trying to give me a nickel? I'm poor but a genius. <laughs> you gotta stop talking, Jose. That voice is killing you. <laughs> Alright, why do you have so much fucking money? <laughs> this is a ridiculous stack right here. <laughs> You're in high school. This looks like it's about ten grand. <laughs> I, I sell my my uh, my ADD medication. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe the other students like to snort it. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> You're a drug dealer. Well, yeah, a purveyor of goods. Don't fucking say that. <laughs> You're a drug dealer. You deal drugs. I'm a drug You're dealer. You're the man you reckon with. Who knows dealer. who's behind you? Mob. No. <laughs> Mob could be behind you. Some gang could be behind you. You're a drug dealer. You're a thug. Where's your money? I can write you a check. For how much? How much is in your bank account? <laughs> Come on. Go to the end. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I have, I have a tendency to double check things. Yes, alright. And triple check. Double check and the fucking end. Uh, $732.72. <laughs> That's a normal high school amount. Write me a check for that. <laughs> uh, I was going to go on a trip uh, over the summer. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy that trip. <laughs> football player. <laughs> I can't make it out to football player. I'm not a fucking player. Void. <laughs> hey, you, where's yours? Check boy here, write me another check. Mike? So far, I got a nickel in my fucking pocket. I gave him back 10 grand out of respect because I don't know who's fucking behind me. I can offer you something better than money. No, no. No, hear me out. Hear me out. Are you having trouble with any classes? Would you like to take your grade up to the next level? No. <laughs> I auto-pass everything. I'm a pass-fail for everything. I, I always pass. Would you like to ensure that you do not fail? That's already assured because I'm a good football player. Well, I could, I could give you a... I could teach you how to play chess. And then this right, time... I learned how to play chess. You say checkmate first. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your fucking money, Mike? It's all in D and D coins. <laughs> it's in what? Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> you play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I've been known to dabble. Get the... I put Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> You have a magic deck? 
the way I want to play. You don't seem like the kind of guy who would be into magic. Hey, magic is magic. (laughs) (laughs) The wonderful world of pretend. (laughs) The Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Escaping the reality is not this. This isn't built on on guys bullying other guys because they're wusses. Yeah, you're all wusses except you. I don't know what your thing is with dealing drugs. But yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. That, that's like my thing. Do you guys? Do you guys too? You guys? Yeah, we all we all do. Huh? They all play Dungeons and Dragons. I was torn. <laughs> Normally, pound these kids into the wall, shove them in lockers, beat the hell out of them. But they... <laughs> am I just in darkness up here? Fucking <laughs> 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 <Open> spotlight. <laughs> they too play Dungeons and Dragons. Chat, chat, chat. What are you mumbling about? Having a moment. Check your key. Check your key. Check your key. You're like in another place right now. <laughs> You're like in another world. I got my key. I got we my only key. have 24. Hey, I got my key. We have we have 24 minutes left, and then we're out of here. I'm okay? so fucking out of here, man. Okay. I'm gonna get home. I'm gonna scare the shit out of my wife. That's the first thing I'm gonna do. <laughs> you never once told me you were married. Oh yeah, I'm married. I didn't want to make anything. The way you abuse yourself over there. I don't want you to like, I don't want you to feel I don't want you to feel like anything couldn't happen in here and be weird, alright? Okay. I'm married. As soon as I get out of here, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna scare the shit out of my fucking wife. Why? Because I don't know. <laughs> I've been in here for six months and I'm skitterish. Just it, gotta let that tension go, man. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna fucking sneak up on it. Am I gonna read about you in the papers tomorrow? Slaughtered your wife. Not ripped your head. I'm just gonna scare her. All right. Like jump out and scare Cebu or something. Yeah, I'm gonna gonna break into the house. You know what would really scare? We took our keys and just fucking nuked everyone. Ho ho man! Whoa 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 whoa! No, whoa. <laughs> whoa, that, that necklace says that king has that that key has too much power for you, man. Come on, man. No, the dark power of that key is fucking you up, man. Let's do it. Ah, nothing's left for us out there. What do you mean? Nothing happened. We just we're in here for six months. It's fucked up. How do you know that? How do you know that? Because we have a calendar. We marked the days. We kept track. Well, Message came in, so you said I can't read the damn code. I'm be, busy Wednesday nights. I think it'd be really nice <laughs> if we just blew everything up. Look, man. And stayed here forever. That no. Together. No, you, we're, we're part of everything, man. If you, if you nuke everything, we're in that equation, alright? <laughs> so we're not nuking. We're really far down. No, no, we're not nuking, alright? That's why. No. Did you ever just slide your key in? Just you a you bit? can't do it, man. <laughs> just what? Did you ever just slide your key in a little bit? I did. When you were behind that curtain, you just slide it in a little bit. Just, just tap it. Just kind of a little bit. I never slide in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> no. So you've gone the whole way in. No. You've seen. You felt how powerful that key. You see this little. You see this you little. Felt how powerful that Do you see this little? This little sign I put here. This little post-it that says no. Yeah. <laughs> no means no. I do not put my key. I do not put, do not put your key. Look at this, put this post right there. No, it's look. already in. It says no. It's already in. So what? I, I still got my key, man. I still got my key. But I ain't doing it. Because what you're doing is fucking disrespectful. This place has gotten to me, and I think it's time to kill everything. Everything. Wow. You, you, you really, you held up for almost the whole time. You see this? The day we're getting out, you are losing your shit, man. <laughs> we get out today. Sure, it's fucked up. I want to go home and scare my wife. But you want to fucking kill everybody from inside here. You see this, this copy I made of your key? No, 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 you can't reach. Ha-ha. You can't reach. Oh, 
You can't reach. That's by design, motherfucker. <laughs> Gummer ain't stupid, man. Oh shit, feet, big feet. Now I got your foot off the thing. Now I got your copy. Now my necklace. My other key. Now I got both of these. We're getting out of here, man. You're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay, man. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna get out of here, alright? Okay? No, we're not. Yeah, we're, we not. we're not. No. Yeah, we are. We're gonna make read it. Read that memo. What? Read that memo. I can't read the goddamn memo. <laughs> What's it say? Give it to me. Give it you to give me. Give me this bullet point for me. Okay. One. War has started. What? War has started while you were over there abusing yourself. <laughs> Remember when I was yelling your name and you kept on grunting at me? Not responding? <laughs> Are you bullshitting me? No. No, no, let's do it right. If war has started, then I have a sacred duty. <laughs> you, that better be what that fucking says. <laughs> if I find out that that ain't what that fucking said, I'm gonna kick your ass. All right. I, you know, Chad, I know we didn't get along all that well starting off. And uh, you just were not sharing things. Like, just found out yesterday, earlier, whenever. Hell, you have a wife. But, you know, I, I do like you. I mean, I really like you. Like, really, wait, really wait, wait. like no, you. Wait, no, no. <laughs> I don't... Like, can we go? No, I don't hold hands. Please. <laughs> Please. If I'm going to fucking nuke the world, <laughs> if I'm going to start the shit... We're starting it. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing can it. Can we do your it hand. together? Look, I'm wearing the goddamn necklace, all right? <laughs> and I thought that said something about you. Well, you thought that wouldn't happen. Wear it because you're right. This makes fucking sense. Put it on the necklace. You don't lose it. Taking this necklace off as soon as I got out of here, though. And it also means that you're embracing your feminine side. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Look, you look so good in that necklace. It brings out your I eyes. I, I've never seen me Your in this crystal blue eyes. I, I've never seen me in this necklace. I tuck it in my shirt. When I look in the mirror, I don't have it in my shirt. I will never look at myself with this necklace on. If that's how you want to end the world. I want One last chance. That better fucking say that the shit's going Trust on. Trust right me, it now. does. <laughs> well, I kind of have to because I, I fucked up the Wednesday Wednesday thing. nights, yeah. Uh, study sessions. Like a drink, I'm, I'm gay! <laughs> 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 <laughs>